Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble. And every Monday night we get together and we talk about something financial, whether it's uh, a concept or a question or confusion that somebody has asked me about. Uh, in my daytime job as an advisor and a bookkeeper, I get um, all kinds of questions, not just about investing and, you know, what's this Bitcoin and all this stuff. It's all about um, what's the difference between mortgages? What's the different kind of bank accounts? All the daily financial stuff. And we, as usual, always believe and, and will always believe that you're capable of understanding your own stuff. And that's really all you have to do. The important thing is understanding what you have, not what your neighbors have, which cousins have. Um, and really just having a, a comfortable understanding, either with assistance from someone or on your own, because you definitely are capable of understanding it and you're capable of doing it yourself if that's what you're, if you choose to do. And what we do here at the Inspired Choices Network is we make an effort to look at all areas of, of people's lives. My particular area on Monday nights is finance because, you know, somebody's got to do it. I might as well be the one that enjoys it. So <laughs> that's why uh, they pick me. But um, what we do here is we take the holistic look at people. And if, if you're looking for some support, either with helping with your kids, with helping with relationships, your business, uh, even training your, your pets, reach out to one of the shows and the hosts on Inspired Choices Network because uh, we do make a very conscious effort to uh, cover all the topics that we need to cover so that everyone has a very happy and healthy life. Uh, because believe it or not, it all works together. It's not just about when I have money, I'll be happy and I just need this much money. It really is about um, being happy, uh, healthy, physically healthy, mentally healthy, financially healthy. They all come together. And uh, the very, very cool thing that I find is once you have part of it together, if you've got the right mental attitude, the money seems to find you. And if you have money, then the mental attitude seems to, to come faster. So um, if you're reaching out and you see we're missing something or there's a little bit of a void in the network, then that means there's a topic there that uh, you might be the expert on and you should plug in and have a call with Christine, our uh, fearless leader here and uh, producer and owner of the network and also the host of the Inspired Choices Network show because she will uh, guide you even if you think you're not meant to be on radio or TV because sometimes you just have things happen like your video freezes up and you have to deal with that some nights. And that's what we do here. And uh, that's what we're doing tonight. I'm going to, you know, wink in and out, I think, by the looks of it. But that's what happens when we're relying on technology. Uh, so hopefully you'll, you'll stay with us and join us and even in the chat room. And if there's something that you're thinking you have a question about, then enter it in the chat room if you want to give us a call. That's awesome too. We'd be happy to talk to you. But we're also on over 200 platforms after our live show. So you'll easily be able to find us. And if there's something you think, what did they say? Or what was that email address Kellyanne gave us, um, who I'm going to introduce to you in a minute, then you'll be able to go to the show and onto the network and you'll be able to find it, no problem. So tonight I have a very special guest. And I've been very lucky 
this last couple uh, weeks because we were doing a series on uh, small business. And uh, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a very strong believer and supporter of family and small business because a lot of businesses that are small businesses are family related. And the pandemic that we just uh, celebrated the anniversary of, <laughs> seems kind of weird saying, but it's true. Um, we are in a situation where there's a, an awful lot of small businesses that have been struggling and uh, really feeling the pain, uh, not to take away from the health care part of the pandemic, but we certainly have an economic, uh, almost pandemic of sorts where the small businesses are really struggling. And we've had this great opportunity to deal with um, and, and host the as guests some of these small business owners. And tonight we're going out to the East Coast in Canada. And we have a very unique and special kind of business because um, Kellyanne is a Newfoundland-based artist. And her life is, is about being a professional artist. And she's going to share with us some of the big things she learned in her 15 years as a full-time uh, artist in the art business. And she's going to offer some helpful insights for artists and those wishing to begin a career in art. And this is a particular industry that is probably seeing a lot of changes. And I'm going to ask her about some of these uh, digital changes that people may or may not be hearing about in the news of late, uh, especially in the financial news about um, uh, the way art is going in the future. And Carrie, uh, Kellyanne is our our in-house expert tonight, and we're going to pick her brain on all this stuff. So I'm very, very excited to have you, Kellyanne. Thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. Thanks for asking me. I feel privileged to be here. We um, have listeners, just for those of you out there that have been on our show before and listened in, you know that we're based in Canada, and Newfoundland is a few provinces over from where I'm sitting tonight which means uh, it's earlier in time, <laughs> isn't it, is. it, where you are? <laughs> yes, we're, uh, actually, we're an hour I'm earlier and a half, in time. Yeah. We're an hour and a half later. Yeah, I'm earlier. I'm, I'm before time than yes. you are. <laughs> right. And we have some, uh, some listeners that are across uh, North America in general. And I want everyone to be really, really uh, excited about the fact that you can be in Newfoundland but your art can be everywhere. So this show is literally for everybody because the stuff that you're going to share is going to be for our broad understanding, but your actual art is also something that can be sent all around the world. And I'm excited for that because you're, it's a unique, uh, a unique sector that you are, you are in. Um, so maybe what I'd like to do, if you wouldn't mind, I want to turn it over to you and you can just start sharing a little bit about how, how you knew you were an artist and when you started really getting into art. Well, let's see. I mean, it started pretty much when I was born. I was always able to draw and um, I've been creative since the beginning. Uh, I never really thought much about it, though. I just did what I did. I didn't really consider myself an artist or anything like that. Uh, and then after high school, uh, I had to, you know, it was time to go to university. And, you know, my parents knew if I got out of school for even a year that perhaps I wouldn't go back. So they highly suggested I, I pick a program. So 
I started going through the uh, Memorial University of Newfoundland, uh, you know, catalog. And I started reading about different programs just to see really where I thought I would fit. And I came across the fine arts program here in Newfoundland. And as I started reading it, I was like, wow, you know, painting, photography, drawing, sculpture, um, art history, all that. And I was just like, wow, I, I honestly didn't even know that was really a degree program, but all of it really spoke to me. And I decided I was going to do my fine arts degree. So off I went to Corner Brook on the west coast of Newfoundland. And I got out there and I realized I didn't really know what fine arts meant <laughs> until I got there. And you know, all the pretty pictures I had been drawing, you know, really a lot in photorealism and um, uh, they were really there to crack me open and show me new ways and really show what fine arts is all about, like all the divisions of it and all the profs were, you know, working artists. So I really got to see what fine arts was all about. And over the four years, I really got to assess whether or not, you know, is this, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Or, you know, it was a, it was a very formative time in my life. And, you know, I had always heard, you know, being an artist, and I always heard, oh, you know, starving artist, ha ha ha. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. I've heard that a lot of times. And then in the fine arts program, you know, we discussed a lot and, you know, starving artists came up over and over again. So by the end of the program, I really thought I'd heard starving artists so many times. I, I said I suffer now or suffered from SAS, which is starving artist syndrome. That's what I started calling it. Um, and because I suffered from SAS, I, I, had determined that I was never going to be an artist full time because I didn't want to be a starving artist. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as I got out of fine arts, I kind of went, okay, you know, it was a great experience, you know, met a lot of great people, you know, all the profs were great. I really got to develop my craft where I never would have, you know, on my own. Um, I got to fully immerse myself in, you know, all the, the, creative outlets there. Um, but after fine arts, I got out and I was like, okay, I, I don't want to starve for my art. So I decided to go in the interior design direction. And I kind of left the fine arts behind, but I, I now realize all these years later that you, you can't leave your art behind when you're, when you're an artist, there is no leaving it behind. <laughs> Uh, it, it follows you wherever you go, no matter what. And then, uh, so I, I did my whole interior design career and I had an interior design company and I worked in the, uh, like the uh, design industry all across Canada. And then I had my interior design company in Halifax. And then I met this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's now my husband you know, 19 years later. Uh, and we decided to move in together about a year later. And then 
as we're as we're moving in together and all my boxes showed up and I start, you know, pulling out my stuff and I pulled out uh, one little etching that that was from my fine arts days and Besh, my husband, he takes it and he's like, oh my God, what is this? And I was like, oh, that's nothing. That's just, you know, an etching that I did all those years ago. And he, he was so taken with it that for the next three years, he never left me alone. And he just kept saying to me, like, why don't you do like, why don't you do your, your art for yourself? He was like, don't worry about anything. You could just like set up your studio and, and it'll be great. And, you know, I'll take care of this part and you create. And, and I was just like, that's an offer I never thought I would have heard in my life, but, and I was very appreciative, appreciative of it. Um, but then I couldn't do it. It's like, I felt like I still needed to have a, I'll just say in quotes, real job and that my art and couldn't be, you know, like a regular part of my life. It'd just be something I would do on the side. Um, but he was one that actually convinced me to be an artist after three years. Wow. That's amazing. And that is actually going to lead me into the question I want to ask you. Um, we're going to come up to our first break. We have a couple breaks tonight. And I do want to ask you because getting started, uh, I'm going to, I'm guessing like anything with business, that's the hardest part. And once you get started, how do you get going? And is it, how important is it for you to have that one person that was encouraging you and supporting you and how much of a change that would have made and what direction you would have gone. So we're gonna take our first break of the night and we have Kellyanne all night and we're gonna to talk to her about, I know there's a lot of people out there that I think suffer from your starving artist syndrome, <laughs> which is a great term by the way, I love it. Yeah, I like that so, one too. <laughs> I think we have a lot of people out there that have a lot of talent um, that they they do set aside for that real job kind of mentality and it's it, what you just said speaks exactly to what I deal with every day it's about mentality and people who think they're never going to have enough money or they can't pay off their debt or they can't save for the future a lot of it is about mindset and Absolutely. yeah and that's exactly what I want to ask you because having somebody like your husband that was able to be supportive like that I'm we're going to ask you how much and how quickly that changed your mindset. So don't go anywhere. We have Kellyanne tonight and we are going to take our first break. And when we come back, we have Kellyanne from Newfoundland, our artist in the house. <laughs> you are listening to the Inspired Choices Network. This is Financially Speaking. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific 
on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight we are here with Kelly Ann, and she is um, an artist from Newfoundland, Canada. So we're going to share with, she was just sharing about how she got started, which I always find really fascinating because uh, it's, it's, it's always funny to me when you talk to people and they say what they're doing for a living, but what they really have passion for is not usually what they're doing for a living. <laughs> so That's true. Right? So I'm always amazed at how people get from, well, I took that job because I have to have a job to now I'm doing what I absolutely love. And that's where we were just leaving the conversation off. You had just uh, got a, actually a very special support from your husband and started doing your own, uh, your own art for yourself for, uh, you said about three years, it took you to um, get on board with that. <laughs> yes. To, to agree to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I had mass resistance to, uh, doing my art even part-time really uh, but he really he talked me into it like every time you would see my artwork or I'd do a doodle he was like you just have to do that just just do it and I was like no 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 and then finally after three years I just thought okay the right opportunity came up um you know, I was working for a publishing company and they actually went out of business. So I had the opportunity then I had lots of time because mm. I was, you know, a free agent. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my headphones here. Uh, so I was a free agent. So I decided that, okay, maybe this was the opportunity for me to finally, finally explore it. Despite all my, you know, negative thoughts towards, you know, being able to actually make a living or not, um, I just said, okay, I'm going to take a stab at it. You know, he was posted in uh, Base Borden in Ontario, and we lived in Stainers, and just above there was Collingwood, which was a very uh, great spot. Like, everybody came from Toronto on their way to the Muskoka, so I knew it was, like, the perfect market there for artwork. Mm -hmm. But I, I knew if I uh, 
just set up, you know, in my, you know, in a room in my house, you know, in Stainer, nobody would see my work, you know, social media was just starting in 2006. So that hadn't really become a thing. So I knew I had to get out there somehow, so that as I was creating, people would see my work, and I could market and produce and, and figure it all out, you know, sort of, Uh, on the fly and people would actually see my work and then there was a potential that I could make a living at it (laughs) awesome so what I did was I said okay well I'm going to find a spot that I think is inspiring and I'm going to set up a studio in public and then I'll be accountable like I'll have to show up I'll have you know like definite hours and then I'll you know I'll be out there and people will be able to see my work. And one day we were at a beautiful French restaurant on the main street of Collingwood. And the sun was shining in through the big front windows and you could smell, you know, Chef Patrick's uh, chocolate croissants. And we're sitting on the leather couches by the front window. And I looked around and I just went, you know what? This is very like, and you know, French music was playing and I, said to Bash, I'm like, you know what, I could really, I could really set up here and in the front window and it'd be very French and very romantic. And, and he goes, all right, put together a proposal and send it to him. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm just talking out loud. I'm not really planning on doing anything with it. <laughs> and he, he hounded me and then I just went, okay, well, I'll put together the proposal And the next day I went in and I talked to Ruth and Patrick, the owners, and I proposed that I set up a four by seven foot uh, studio in their front window. And I would paint, uh, I think it was four days a week, you know, a certain time to a certain time. And I also told them I would give them a cut of my, um, uh, a cut of every dollar that I made there. so So that it would be worth worth it for them as well, besides just the, you know, the marketing value of it, which by the way, the marketing for both of us together was excellent. Like it was a good, good partnership. Uh, So I proposed it and they said yes right away. So that was like on a Friday and they said, well, why don't you start Monday? And I was like, oh my God, what? So over the weekend, I had to head down to Toronto, I had to buy, you know, everything that looked like anything that would make me look like an artist. So I needed like an easel, I need a chair, I need like, I didn't have anything. And then on Monday morning, I was set up. And I decided, okay, what's the best thing I could paint while I'm there. And I my, you know, one of my, my specialty is architecture, because I don't know, I always say I see the faces in buildings. They all have like little eyes, you know, with the oh, very windows. Cool. And so I've always seen, you know, the faces in houses and buildings and Collingwood was so beautiful that I just, uh, I started, um, uh, so I just started painting right across the street and it was the first painting that came out and I kind of had this twisted style as well that, that wasn't, you know, common in that area. And I just hope for the best that, it would kind of take off and I was so nervous and I had to like very much fake it till I made it and I just started painting and I also had to figure out over the weekend how much to charge like if anybody ever asked me what I would have to do you know like or 
how much is a painting? I had to say something. And the hardest part as an artist is, um, sorry, the hardest part as an artist is figuring out how much to charge. It's hard to account for all the time that goes in for a paint into a painting. Um, and you have to make a living at it. Like if you're going to spend 20 hours on a painting, you can't charge $500. Like you're not, you're not going to make it. If it's your full-time gig, you have to price accordingly. Right. And I'll always tell artists, whatever you think you should charge, charge a bit more than that. Push yourself outside your comfort zone because even then you're probably not charging enough to account for your your time, your process, you know, like people think, oh, how long did it take to paint it? But it actually took, you know, 12 hours before that to sort out how you were going to approach it. And, uh, you know, like there's no accounting for the amount of time that goes into artwork. Right. So I, I you know, Bash and I over that weekend, he sort of came up with what we call a PPI. So paint per inch. <laughs> nice so, so that we can figure out like some method of how do you how do you price you know I looked around at other people's work and uh, it was like okay this person's been out there way longer than me so I wouldn't be that high but this person hasn't been out there as long as me so you know I'll I'll maybe go in between there and I I made up a price that I was pretty uncomfortable with in case anybody asked me about that one painting when I started and luckily I did work it out and this woman walked up to me while I was halfway done and and now meanwhile a lot of people had come up to me before then but this one woman was like I need to have this painting how much is it and I was just like oh my god it's go time okay wow just, just say the words don't sweat don't stutter and I was like fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> And I tried not to like go, oh my God, I said it out loud. And she was like, great, I'll take it. And I was like, nice. Oh my God, maybe I should have said more. And then uh, just at that same moment that I finally, like I said it out loud and it was like, okay, she confirmed that she thought it was worth it, which was great. It's good to have another person that's, you know, confirming what you're faking. Yeah. <laughs> And then another lady came up at the same time and she said, oh, I'd like to buy that painting when it's done. And then the other lady was like, no, I already bought it. So it was kind of like what I call, you know, like a little bidding war, but they weren't, <laughs> they weren't bidding, but it was very exciting for me. And it confirmed that, you know, maybe I, I, I could make it. That's awesome. And yeah. that's actually for any artist that is truly inspiring, but I think for any business person, that is truly inspiring because, and I know Christine is um, our network owner. She is actually our producer tonight and she does a lot of work with businesses and uh, mindset. And I think, and I, and if she wants to, you know, post something or chime in, she can, <laughs> but I find that the biggest thing that it holds people back is their mindset of valuing themselves and valuing their time and yes. and I can see in in your world uh, in that particular market how very hard it is to put a value on it because you're talking a hundred percent of it is time where time. it's yeah it's easy for you to go into a retail store and say you're selling a, a shirt or a pair of pants 
you can put a value on that fairly easily because you know what the costs are and all that. But when you're dealing with your time, and I, I know, um, and I don't do business coaching, but I know business coaches that suffer from that same thing because they're like, how do you value your time? Because that's your art is really your gift of being able to go through helping them organize their business and advance them and so forth. So um, that that's very, very cool and very tricky. And it is tricky. It's, it's a fine line. Do you find now after this many years that you are it's easier for you or do you still sometimes have a little bit of uh, hesitation on how you uh, how you value your artwork and, and price it now? I am pretty good at it now. I've yeah. been at it a long time. So I have, you know, a thicker skin and I, I'm used to say same prices that I'm not necessarily comfortable with, but seem to have worked over the years. So I, I just keep going as if I'm normal <laughs> <laughs> and you are that's awesome <laughs> but it is uh, it's a lot easier now a lot easier and I think and I, I've learned my value over the years yeah like, like I didn't know it in the beginning but I, I I think I know it now absolutely and and I do want to because I know we're going to do this um later in the show too but I want to share your website because um for anyone who hasn't been on it to check it out uh, and again, remember, I'm, I'm a finance person. So usually our sides of the brain are one brain would make one good whole. <laughs> Each of us bring it to the table. But uh, I can tell you the artwork is spectacular. Thank it, you. Is, it is beautiful. And I have to tell you, and everyone's gonna have to go and look at it themselves. It's kapb.ca. Go there and have a look. Because the pink ladies painting that you have there, I love bleeding hearts. They were one of my favorite flowers in the garden. And I remember being a kid and how they had tell the story of the doves when you bring it apart and all. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And that is the first thing I saw when I opened up your website. And I was like, that is so cool. And I love that you love that one. (laughs) It's really cool. So anybody you have out there listening, you got to go. Uh, www.kapb.ca you gotta check this out and Thanks. and very very cool paintings and for anyone not familiar with Newfoundland because um, it's not a huge place in Canada uh, this gives you a really nice uh, perspective of what Newfoundland looks like it's actually it's very very cool so cool. for any, everybody out there you got to check out this website because there is some super cool stuff there um, I want to ask you though how would you, or what would you give someone now as advice on how they would prepare for their art career? Because you've been there, you know, for a few years now, <clears throat> and you had a pretty supportive influence in your life. How, what would you tell someone now to prepare for their art career? Uh, I would say, you know, a good partner, whether in business or life, you know, can can make or break a lot of things. So if you've got someone that you can really bounce ideas off of and be a little bit of a, a objective for you, it's super helpful. But if you're doing it on your own, just know that, you know, like make it your own. It's, it's your choice. You can make it up the way you want it. Um, you know, your, your art doesn't have to own you, you own it. So, you know, make it the way you like it and make a good life for yourself and don't suffer for your art. Like, make your art. 
Absolutely. That is, that is great advice. Um, we are going to take our second break. I can't believe it already. Uh, don't tell Christine, we might've gone over. <laughs> so we're going to take our second break of the night. And when we come back, we're going to share uh, a surprise with Kellyanne or Kellyanne's going to share a surprise. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with our very special guest is Kellyanne and she is in Newfoundland tonight. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I am super excited that I have a very special guest tonight. And her name is Kelly Ann Pai Bashara. And she is an artist from Newfoundland here in Canada, just a few provinces over. And we've been talking about how she got into art and how important it is to have a, a it's important to have a good influence, but I think it, you'd probably agree that it's also important to believe in yourself. And oh, absolutely value yourself like you were talking about and and not be afraid to charge for your art because it's it's not just about having a gift where you can you know draw or paint or or sculpt or whatever the case is it's also um a gift in the sense and it's also training on how to put it all together and be disciplined and organized and have the you know pay for the right materials and the right supplies because there's a big difference between you know going to the dollar store and getting a paintbrush and being a a true artist in a lot of ways so I think that that's a very important point that you've made for for everyone listening which I think is wonderful I do want to ask you about how the being in a pandemic has changed things for you but we also were talking about um before the break a little surprise that you were going to share and I want to turn that over to you on how and what that is 
Well, I just finished uh, my latest painting, which is called Naughty Neighbors. And uh, so it, it's a pretty cute painting. And I have an eight by 10 inch uh, matted print um, of that painting. So if uh, you would like to email me, the first one to email me uh, will win the print and I will mail it out to them. And my email is art at kapb.ca. Perfect. So everyone needs to email Kellyanne and do they, they, they enter the draw to win or what yes. was, yeah, they enter the draw to win. So yeah. everyone has a chance to win her new print uh, called Naughty Neighbors. Mm -hmm. And she will send it out to you guys. Got to go check this out. You got to see her website. You got to email her, you miss out, you're going to regret it. Um, and Easter's coming. It's a great Easter gift too. Don't be That's afraid right. to do that. <laughs> um, and my birthday's in May, just saying. Uh, throw Noted. <laughs> just throw that out there. But no, email Kellyanne, absolutely for sure. And get in on your chance to win one of her prints because you will be very happy that you did. You have until the end of March. Don't wait, don't hesitate. And it's email art. A-R-T at K-A-P-B dot C-A. So yes. check it out as soon as you can, like right now. <laughs> Christine, not you, because you got to still do the show. <laughs> so Kellyanne, I want to ask you um, about advice that you give people for starting a business in art, but also maybe starting it now and how uh, pandemic has, has changed art, uh, how it's changed your business. And in general, how are you seeing art in the future? Uh, well, I guess I'll start by just maybe talking about how it has, it, it hasn't changed my business very much because uh, years ago, I decided that I did not want like a brick and mortar type of store, you know, where I sell my own products or, or artwork like that. Uh, I also decided not to go with a gallery uh, way back in the beginning. I thought I'm just going to do it on my own. I'll sell my originals myself. I'll sell my prints myself. Uh, and I, I really focused online, um, even though back in the day, that wasn't really the way to go, especially, you know, when you come from fine arts, it's very like you get with a gallery and that's all you do and you stay very exclusive, you know, like there's many different ways you can, you can set up your art business. Um, but I knew sort of the fine art way was not quite right for me. So I just decided to do it all myself. Now, I'll tell you, that's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. I, it's not for the faint of heart. So make sure you love it if you get into it. Uh, um, very good. Yeah. Like any business, you know, Kathy, as I'm sure you know, like the setup of a business is, it's a lot. Like you're the marketing person, you're the bookkeeper, you're the, I mean, that's if you are a bookkeeper. I know artists <laughs> are, you know, known for, not being great at looking after their money. And I mean, I knew that in the beginning. So I said, I'm, I'm gonna look after my money. Because I'm not going to fall into that, you know, that trap that everybody does, not just artists, but you know, you think, oh, I'll just, you know, do my receipts later. I'll, you know, I'll take my HST out later. I'll do all that later. And then at the end of the year, it's just a 
shit show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I've seen some of those receipts. <laughs> uh, I bet the big like bag or box of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looks like abstract art coming in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just a big old ball of mess. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, really managing your money right from the beginning is, is the way to go. And if you can't then hire somebody right away, so you don't end up, you know, so far down the rabbit hole that you can't get out of it. Exactly. Um, oh yeah. So, so because I focused online for all these years and I've been setting myself up online and I've really been focusing on social media and I did, you know, courses at Memorial university for digital marketing. Like I really, I really went online because I didn't want to be paying rent. I didn't want to, you know, feel the, the, I don't know, it was too static for me to just, you know, like open my own store or even go in with a gallery. I, I don't know. I just felt I really wanted to do it my way, but my way was really hard in the beginning because I really felt I was going against the fine arts ways, you know, like I was doing, I decided to do digital prints and, you know, coming from fine arts, it's like, if it's not, you know, lithograph hand pulled, uh, you know, it, it, it's not, it, in my mind, it wasn't real art. But after a while, I was like, oh, screw it. I got to do it my own way anyways. Like, I want everybody to have my art who wants to have my art. I, I just didn't feel it was like an, a, an elite thing I wanted to, to dabble in. You know, like I wanted, I wanted my aunt to have it in her kitchen if she liked it, you know. So I went digital, um, you know, like no, I didn't do limited edition, that type of thing. Um, so being online and then the pandemic hit, I actually thought I would not get another sale because who was going to care about art when, you know, the shit is hitting the fan, sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was actually the opposite. And, it, you know, we talked about, you know, knowing your value as wow. an artist that it develops over time. Um, once the pandemic hit and I started getting all these orders because people were like, I just want the things that make me happy and I'm not waiting any longer. Wow. And, pe and people were spending a lot of time in their house and they were doing renovations. So I know the pandemic has been very difficult for artists of all sorts but I feel very lucky and I'm glad I set it up the way I did that it, my sales went up and I was really happy that I was making all those people happy when they're stuck in their house and not feeling so good. And I got messages from like all over the world that, you know, even if they didn't just buy a piece, they would message me and just tell me how happy their artwork made them and nice. so I've had a really beautiful client artist I don't know like happy vibe going on it's been it's been very enriching I will say oh that's awesome that's so good to hear because there's so many uh, <clears throat> doom and gloom stories and I know there's more to come, but it's, it's always nice to, to share something very positive and inspiring like that. So that's, that's amazing. And that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I have to ask you though, you said, you, cause you, you were a bit, um, 
ahead of yourself with the digital stuff. And I'm just now, I mean, from a financial side, we just saw last week, the first NFT painting sold for $90 million. And these are, it's an artist named Beeple. I don't know if you know him, but they've got this non-fungible token. It's the NFT paintings they're doing. And they're, they're they're a digital painting on the blockchain technology. And from the financial side, I think it's fascinating. I'm also amazed because it's a one of a kind, original. Um, it's a it's a oh. unique digital item. They're not interchangeable. And this one sold last week, and it was the first time, and it went for ninety million dollars. It just is mind blowing from not just a financial oh. point. It's like mind blowing. Period. And, yeah, many level mind right? blowing. So I I want to ask you about this. We have to take our last break of the night, but we come back. I want to get your take on it from a professional point of view how is this digital art going to go in the future and how you see that evolving if you if you do so we're gonna we're gonna talk to kellyanne and we're gonna get the insight on the future so we're taking our last break tonight don't go anywhere you are listening to financially speaking on the inspired choices network and i am your host kathy cook noble of financially speaking we'll be right back Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I have had the best part of an hour. That we're almost done. I know that's our last break, but I've had the best part of an hour with Kellyanne and talking about art and her art, but also... Um, how she got started and, and advice for people on how they would get started. Uh, I want to ask her just a little bit about the digital, uh, which I was fascinated by because I will be the first to tell you, I, I, I'm not a, in any way someone that would present as an artist, <laughs> but I, I can appreciate the talent and the skill that people have. And I was amazed at that art that went for 90 million with uh, people from this is artist awesome. name. Yeah, and it took him 12 years. He was talking about this digital and how he'd been working on it. And, and then it's all through the blockchain technology, which is how Bitcoin got started in conversation about the technology. And I just was wondering your thoughts on that, uh, where you see it going. And then I also want to ask you, um, for you, what would you change if you had that opportunity to go back to, your, to yourself at a younger age? What would you change, if anything? 
Oh, such good questions. Um, well, I'll, I'll address the digital art part of it first. Um, I think digital art is is just taken over the nation now. I mean, before you know, there was a separation between um, I'll say everything else and digital art, and you know, like even for a while, like photography wasn't necessarily considered uh, a fine art, you know, there was still a bit of separation. And then the same thing with digital, uh, you know, back in the day, it was like digital art was not an acceptable fine art. But nowadays, I think anything goes. I think if you're yeah. passionate about it, and it's part of your creativity, you, you just let it rip because anything goes. And there's there's proof that people are willing to pay for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, right. 90 million. 90 just, million. Just happened. And, <laughs> and it was an auction. It got bid up. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it got bid up. So uh, it was actually kind of cool because they had a video of him watching the auction. He was quite oh. kind of excited when he, oh, <laughs> when the auction he was <laughs> a little bit excited. And I was like, well, what's the capital gains on that? But we'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A little calculation. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, is Kellyanne, what else would you say that we haven't talked about that would be important to share either with your clients or with the artists in general on uh, what to do, what to get started, um, how to keep motivated? Because a lot of it is uh, independent work. So how would you, what would you share with them for people in that position? Oh, well, getting ready for the show, I made all my notes of, you know, uh, things I would love to tell artists and if I read them all out it would take me hmm, maybe like 15 minutes but I'll try to like <laughs> I'll try to narrow it down okay um, I'm just here scrolling through them okay when you get started and this is what I would tell myself in the beginning that maybe I didn't know back then but I know now um, it, it it it's a difficult thing to do what you love and make a living at it. There's a fine line between still being like truly creative for yourself and, and then receiving money for it. There's, there's a, like, I don't know there's a real like rocky start or it was for me anyways, maybe not for other people, but um, I had to really balance like truly creating the way I wanted to. And, you know, you kind of just got to hope you find your crowd that are going to love it and, and you'll be able to make a living and keep creating. And, and, you know, like sometimes you have to do what you have to do in order to be able to do what you want to do. So uh -huh. I would also say, you know, lots of people are, you know, at a job that maybe they don't love, but because they want to really do their art full time but there's a way to transition from your job into your art. And sometimes there's a crossover point where you're doing both. Um, but don't worry about it. You don't have to like jump off the cliff and just like quit your job and start your art, even though you can. And that's another way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like there, there's a way and like, if, you, if you're in a job that you're not loving, just know that what you're learning in that job will help you later in your art, whether it's sales or organization or uh, how to put together a proposal, like down the road, you may want to apply for grants. Um, uh, 
you know, you could be in, in a retail business where you're going to learn about retail pricing, wholesale pricing, um, how to price your work so that uh, if you wanted to sell to a retail store, that there's room for a markup for, for products, you know, like just know that what you're doing now, if you're working in a restaurant, you're, you're, you're working on customer service, you're working on how to relate to clients, uh, how to talk to people. Like, it's okay that you're, you're not fully immersed in your art right now because you're learning what you need to know down the road. Absolutely. And that's great advice. Actually, that's great advice for any business. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I, I think fear is a is a huge factor in what's holding people back from from a lot of things, actually, not just from pursuing their artistic side, but even just their business side or uh, yes. just trying something new. So that's great yep. advice, actually. Really good advice. Thank you. Um, super excited to have had you here tonight. I was really looking forward to it. And I'm so disappointed that my camera is uh, wigging out on me, but... <laughs> Maybe it works it out to be a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. But we all, maybe we can get you back again. We'll get you back again. And I'll have my camera and my internet working together with me. <laughs> well, I'd love to be back because I have like 200 other points I'd love to tell artists. <laughs> Let's do that. Why don't we do that? And you know what? Actually, I would love to have you back to talk about um, artists and the business side of things. And if it's okay, maybe we can even have you show us some of your art. Like I can see a little bit in your background and I know we can see it on the, the, the website, but maybe we can have a little presentation too. <laughs> That'd be great. I'll take you for All a right. walk down my gallery just outside my studio here. Oh, perfect. We will set that date up. Okay. And I want everyone to remember that they're going to email Kellyanne at art at kapb.ca and get their names in the draw for their chance to win an original print, which um, will be something that they will thank themselves for later. So everyone out there, make sure that you get your email in there to Kellyanne and meet her. Yes, so by the end of March. By the end of March, don't and wait. I'll do a random draw. That's right. So no excuses, you're all forewarned. <laughs> get your names in there. Um, Christine, wait till the show's done. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kellyanne. We have You're really welcome. enjoyed you on the Inspired Choices Network. Join us again next week. We are going to have another guest and have our conversation continue about small business and how they are coping with this pandemic. We'll see you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.